let's turn to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah and chapter 2. And let's read from verse 1 to verse 8. Zechariah and chapter 2. And from verse 1 to verse 8. All right, towards the very end, the last book, but one, chapter chapter two, and can you read verse one for us, please? In this passage, we have several expressions of this basic fact, this basic truth, this special promise uh, that God will watch over his children, that he will keep them, that he will protect them. If you look at the beginning of the passage, there is someone who is sent to measure Jerusalem to see what is the breadth of it and what is its length. Now, how many times have you individually been in this particular place? Many times, I'm sure you've lost count. I've lost count. How many of us know the breadth and the length? Remember how the Lord says the hairs of your heads are numbered. Uh, God uh, knows. He uh, is uh, aware. Uh, He is uh, aware. Jerusalem will be inhabited like towns without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle in it. For I, says the Lord, will be unto it a wall of fire round about it, and will be the glory in the midst of it. Uh, Verses uh, verses 4 and 5. Now, in those days, a city without walls was a weak city an unprotected city. And if its inhabitants were many, and uh, if it had uh, in it much cattle, that meant it was a prosperous city, which made its situation all the worse because it would be targeted. But the Lord says that with many people and much cattle and a situation that might be attractive to enemies, And with no walls, yet I will be unto it as a wall of fire round about it. And then we have the expression that is at the end of verse 8. He that touches you touches the apple of his eye. So, in various ways we see God's care and God's protection, God's keeping expressed in uh, this passage. Think with me of some uh, things that are mentioned in the Old Testament. In the time of famine, which came upon the earth, who did the Lord send before the people into Egypt? Joseph. And there Joseph became what? Became the Lord and master of the land. And the time came when the famine was sore, 
And the Lord arranged it for the people to be hosted in Egypt in the best part of the land. And this is the time that the Bible speaks of. And it says that Joseph opened all the storehouses. In the wilderness, manna from heaven, which the Bible calls angel's food. Uh, the Bible calls angel's food water from uh, uh, the rock. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 8 says, Their raiment did not wax old upon them, and their feet did not swell. Uh, did not swell. Now you might consider that to be poetic language, but whether it's poetic or lang language or not, it is expressive of the idea that the Lord protected and provided. When they went into the land, Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse 1 says, uh, when you go to battle against your enemies and you see horses, chariots, and a people who are more than you are. Greater in number and greater in equipment, you might say, uh, greater in uh, weaponry. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord thy God is with you, the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The land into which he brought them was a good land, a land uh, flowing with milk and uh, honey. Uh, and so, if we look at things in the Old Testament, and we could extend things up to, and including the time when the book of Zechariah was written, we could say that the Lord has shown himself to be strong. I will uh, be the glory in the midst of it. Uh, verse 5. Verse 10, just beyond where we stopped reading. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for lo, I come, and I will dwell in the midst of it, says uh, uh, the Lord. Uh, the Bible tells us, that he will not leave nor forsake his people. Uh, the one who touches you touches the apple of his eye. Zechariah 2.8 and the end of the verse. Now, if we think of the eye, I think quickly we realize that we're talking of something of great value as far as a person is uh, concerned. And also something that in and of itself uh, is uh, delicate, uh, sensitive. Uh, it's one thing if someone knocks me on my arm. It's another thing if I get knocked with the same strength uh, in my eye. The Lord is the one who says uh, that he will uh, protect. And remember who is uh, speaking. Uh, the Bible says, uh, when we consider the heavens, uh, the work of his fingers, the moon and the stars, which he has made, which he has ordained, what is man, that he is mindful of us. Uh, of us. Isaiah says, the nations are like a drop in the bucket, like dust in the balance. He sits upon the circle or sphere of uh, the earth. He stretches out the heavens like uh, a curtain. He has created the stars and he calls them 
by names. By uh, names. The everlasting God, Isaiah 40 and verse 28. The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he faints not, neither is he weary, and there's no searching of his uh, understanding. And so, it is the great, the almighty God who speaks in uh, this way. And he speaks to us. You might say, oh, but maybe he is deceived by us. Maybe he thinks that we're better than we are. And then when we disappoint him, when he finds out that we are sinners, no, he already knows that we are sinners. He already knows that we are uh, sinners. And yet he speaks of us uh, in uh, this way. The Lord says, the one who touches you touches the apple of uh, my eye. The Bible tells us we are his workmanship. We are the work of his hands, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in uh, them. He knows each one by name. Uh, he gives talents and abilities to each uh, one according to his will. Man was the crowning work of his uh, creation. And in redemption, we are created again. We are created again as his children. And so, the Lord watches over his own. I happen to have a book at home. It's a collection of things written by different authors. The book is called, This Is My Best. And someone came up with the idea of asking several writers, several authors, what do you consider to be the very best thing which you have written? And the author would say, the writer would say, I consider it to be this uh, play. I consider it to be this short story. I consider it to be uh, this uh, uh, article. And so he made a collection of things written by different writers, each of whom said, this particular thing which I wrote, this is my very uh, best. Like I said, the crowning work of God's creation, sin entered in and spoiled things, but then the Lord has acted in a marvelous and very special way to recreate, to uh, restore uh, to uh, restore, uh, to counteract that which the evil one did, that which sin uh, ruined and uh, destroyed. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The best work that you have ever done, you would probably want to keep it. If you were, let's say, a painter, and in your house you had a whole bunch of paintings which you have painted, but one stood clearly above all as the best work that you'd ever done. Wouldn't you have an eye to protect that one in a special way? Wouldn't you have a desire 
to watch over it and keep it in a special uh, way. Now, all of God's words, uh, works are perfect. And nothing can be added or taken away from anything that he can do, that he has done. Nevertheless, it is still true that in the work of creation and in the work of redemption, his own are a special manifestation of his power, of his wisdom, and of his goodness. The Bible tells us that God's children are in his eyes the pearl of great price, the treasure hidden in uh, the field. And therefore, we can also say he will keep his children because they are his workmanship, his highest workmanship, his most expensive purchase. The pearl of great price. The man went and sold all that he had so that he could buy it. The treasure in the field. Likewise, uh, we are told, you are not redeemed with corruptible things. Now, when you think corruptible things, usually you don't think of what is about to be mentioned in First Peter chapter 1. You usually don't think corruptible things like silver and gold, but they are corruptible. But they are corruptible. Uh, not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. With the precious blood of Christ. Think of our Lord Jesus and what he suffered. I gave my back to the smiters and my beard to them who plucked out the hair. I, sh I hid not my face from shame and spitting, the crown of thorns, the nails in his hands and feet, his pierced side. All that he suffered, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends, if purchased at such great price. Will he not keep and protect his uh, children? God's children, in some way also, we might say, are a special memorial, a witness and manifestation to the character of God, to his attributes, to his righteousness, to his holiness, to his mercy, to his uh, grace. People, in order to somehow preserve the memory and also manifest the special qualities of certain people, will do what? They will build uh, columns and pillars and uh, various memorials, arches. Uh, sometimes it is not uh, a person who is being remembered, but a particular uh, event, sometimes a, a special group of uh, uh, people. When someone passes away, people, in, uh, 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 people do what? People do raise up some kind of declaration that speaks of things that were true regarding the one uh, who is departed. Now, who would want such a memorial? Who would want such a declaration? Who would want it to be somehow defaced? Who would want it to be uh, defiled? The children of God, the believers, they are the manifestation 
of his righteousness, holiness, mercy, and grace. They are a record of his achievement. They are a monument of his victory. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, uh, that they should show forth the praises of the one who has called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. Nebuchadnezzar said uh, in uh, uh, Daniel chapter 4 and at the beginning of the chapter, I thought it good, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders which the high God has wrought towards me, has wrought towards me. Uh, Paul says in Galatians chapter 1 that they heard, that the believers heard, that the one who persecuted us in times past now preaches the faith which which he once destroyed and they glorified God in me. They glorified God in me. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, it says uh, in verse 10, when he comes to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe in that day. Because our testimony among you was uh, believed. God will keep his children because they are a very special manifestation of who he is, a very special manifestation of his glory. He will keep them because they are his children. The Lord Jesus said, if you being sinful know how to do good things for your children, if you being sinful know how to give good things to uh, your uh, children, people will accept many things directed against them, against their person, but often they will not accept those same things to be directed against their children. And in the world of nature, people talk about a mother bear robbed of her cubs. Uh, You wouldn't want to uh, encounter uh, uh, that particular uh, bear. If something is true, Uh, with regard to sinful man, and with regard to the beasts of the field. Does not God keep his children? If you, being sinful, know how to give good things to your children, how much more? How much uh, more? King of kings and Lord of lords, He will not have his children who are the heirs with him of glory which will be revealed. He will not have them to be harmed by uh, the sons of men. The Bible says, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. It also says, Isaiah 66 and verse 13, as one whom his mother comforts, so will I comfort you, and ye will be comforted in Jerusalem. Jeremiah 31 and verse 20, is Ephraim my dear son? Is he a pleasant child? 
I earnestly remember him still, I'm abbreviating, I will surely have mercy upon him, says uh, the Lord. I will keep you as the apple of my eye, the Lord says, because of the union, because of the unity which exists between the believer and the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the great Son, the Son of his love. For the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ, with whom the believers are joined. The Bible says we are what? We are of his flesh and we are of his bones. And therefore the Lord will watch over his uh, children. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. Uh, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Um, the righteous will say in that day, when did we see you hungry and we fed you? When did we see you thirsty and we gave you to drink, stranger, and took you in? Naked and we clothed you, sick or in prison, and we came unto you, and the king will say unto them, Verily, inasmuch as you have done it unto one, the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. You have done it unto me. Does the father care for the son? Does the father value the son? The father looks upon his children, the believers, and sees them as great worth, as of great worth and value, because they are joined to his beloved son. The one who touches you touches the apple of uh, his eye. Why will God keep and protect his children? Also, we can say, because God's children are his ambassadors, his special designated representatives in this world. Now then, I am an ambassador for Christ. Paul didn't say it in those terms. He said, now then, we are ambassadors for uh, Christ. And of course, this is a great privilege and a great responsibility, and there is so much that the believer needs to live up to, standard to be uh, uh, maintained. That's on one side, but on the other side, what happens is, what happens is that a country is behind its ambassadors and behind its uh, representatives to maintain a good situation for them as they serve in faraway places to represent their country, to represent the interests of uh, their uh, country. Um, the servant is not greater than his uh, Lord. If they've persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they've kept my saying, they will keep yours. Uh, 
They will do these things unto you for my name's sake. For my name's sake. So, the Lord says what? I know that the difficulty that you face, I know the trials and hardships which you, uh, 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 which you have to deal with, it's, it's for my sake. It is for uh, my sake. So, knowing that they serve him, and knowing that they stand for him, and knowing that they speak for him, in a world which opposes them because the, the world opposes him, the Lord will stand by his uh, children. And in general, what happens is that countries go to considerable expense to maintain an embassy which is in good shape. Sometimes a country can be relatively poor, but it has an ambassador somewhere in another country, and they spend a, a, a considerable amount of resources. And Maybe some people back in the country would say, but wait a minute, why does he have to be wearing a nice suit when we hardly have clothes? Oh, no, he has to be wearing a nice suit because he's representing our interests. Because uh, he is representing uh, us uh, all. Now, God is not a nation passing through a difficult time. <laughs> uh, he is not in uh, that kind uh, of uh, situation. He will keep uh, his uh, children. In fact, the right way to think, when God's children are facing hardship, and when God's children are facing opposition, and when God's children are facing uh, persecution, the right way to think is not Oh, these poor people. The right way is to think is uh, the right way to think is to say, "Oh, these poor people," regarding the persecutors, regarding the troublemakers, regarding those who are opposing uh, God's children. Uh, the one who receives one such little child in my name, he receives me. But if one of you, whoso will offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him if a millstone were hanged about his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there are two words for millstone. Because there were two kind of sizes of millstone, there might have been things in between as well, but generally there was a small millstone which a person could turn with their hand. The purpose, of course, in each case is to grind stuff like wheat, uh, uh, other seeds as well. Uh, there is the small millstone. Then there is a bigger millstone. The bigger millstone is something that basically is not moved by people, you get some kind of animal like uh, an ox, uh, some kind of animal like a donkey, uh, and th that animal uh, pulls that millstone. Here it is not the small millstone, hand-operated. It is the big millstone. And then notice that it says in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 6 that once this millstone is put around the person's neck, he will be drowned where? in the depths of the sea. All right? This is not throwing someone in some shallow water. Uh, it is throwing someone 
as they say, in deep water with a millstone hanging around your neck. Now, I am not much of a swimmer, but even if you were much of a swimmer, it would not matter. <laughs> uh, it would not matter. matter. Woe unto the world because of offenses. It must needs that offenses will come. But woe to that man by whom the offense comes. By whom the uh, offense uh, comes. First uh, Samuel chapter 15, the Lord spoke to King Saul. And he said, I remember what Amalek did. I remember what Amalek did to Israel, how he laid in wait for him when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy them. And utterly uh, destroy them. Uh, in the book of Obadiah, the Bible tells us, about the land of Edom and some of the things that they did when there was judgment against uh, uh, Israel. Uh, let's read from the book of Obadiah. We don't frequently go there. Uh, the book of Obadiah, after Amos and before Jonah, very short, uh, one chapter. Uh, Obadiah in verse 10, For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stood on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast as one of them. But thou shouldst not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger, neither shouldst thou have rejoiced over uh, the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, neither shouldst thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. Thou shouldst not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. You should not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither shouldst thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those of his that did escape. Neither shouldst thou have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress. When the Lord brought chastisement, when the Lord brought judgment and punishment upon the people of the Old Testament, Adam somehow rejoiced and somehow took advantage of the opportunity and somehow stood in the way of some who were running away and the Lord didn't miss that. And he tells them that judgment will come upon them for what they have uh, done. The Bible tells us of uh, Haman and his plan, uh, not just against Mordecai, but against all the people, but specifically against Mordecai, great gallows. And then when all became clear to the king, what did the king say? He said, hang a man upon that gallows that he has built for uh, Mordecai. You have set them in slippery places. You will bring them down to destruction. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. That which a man sows, that also shall he reap. For we know him who has said, 
Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Of the uh, living God. It is the enemy uh, who uh, will fall. It is the enemy who will be uh, destroyed. It is the enemy who is, in some sense, to be uh, pitied. It is the enemy who should be afraid. God's people are safe. I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Isaiah 27 and verse 3. I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every moment. Lest any hurt it, I will keep it night and day. Sometimes that my mom has traveled. Uh, sometimes. Then she learned not to do this. <laughs> she asked me to go and water her plants. <laughs> and uh, what would happen is I'd be, you know, like busy that week. So, oh, oh, that's okay. They're just a bunch of plants. How important are they? <laughs> so i just push it off to the next week and, and towards the end of the week. And then I'd go and find them, let's say, worse for the wear. <laughs> and uh, some of them um, didn't survive uh, the loving care which I bestowed upon them in my mother's absence, the Lord says, I will water it every moment. I will water it every moment. Lest any hurt it, I will keep it night and day. There isn't a third time. I will keep it night and day. Isaiah 54 and verse 10, The mountains shall depart, the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on uh, you. God, who has uh, mercy uh, on you. I was just talking about uh, 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 millstones. Uh, a seed, soft on the inside, but protected on the outside, by a shell, and the shell has a certain hardness. The Lord knows that the eye is sensitive. That's why your eye isn't on the tip of your finger. <laughs> That's why your eye is kind of in here. Now, some of us has, have eyebrows that jut out more than others, all right, but nobody's got eyebrows that jut in. <laughs> God has placed the eye in your body, in such a way that it has much protection. That it has uh, much uh, protection. And God knows how to protect his children as well. How to uh, keep them. Uh, he's all-knowing. Uh, there's uh, uh, the vision of Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 1, the vision which includes these interlocking wheels, a wheel within, within a wheel, a wheel like this, a wheel like that. Uh, and the wheels, therefore, could move in any direction. All right? If you have a wheel, just one wheel, then it goes this way and that way. But wheels that are interlocking can move in any direction. The wheels, also it says, were full of eyes. Full of eyes, God sees. And the wheels could move in any direction. God acts 
in every place. God acts in every uh, 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 place. I remember once a long time ago when uh, Carol fell a particular fall and hit herself against the edge of the arm of the couch. I was, she was like over here, and I was over there. Uh, and, and I saw her falling, and I, and I started to reach out to her to try to do something like, like either catch her or, or, or try to try to stop her from banging into the edge. And I couldn't get there in time. <laughs> now, uh, fortunately, the damage was not uh, major uh, um, to the couch. Carol was done. No, I mean, uh, fortunately, uh, fortunately, things, things work out. But I, I just couldn't get there in time. By the time I realized that she was falling and that she was going to bang into the edge of the arm of the couch, by the time I started moving towards her, I just couldn't get there fast enough. But that doesn't work with God. That's not the way things are with God. He's there to begin with. He knows to uh, uh, begin with. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his uh, purpose. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They'll bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jacob dreamed, and he saw, he saw a ladder set upon the earth, the top of which reached to heaven, and the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Bless the Lord, all ye angels that excel in strength, that do his will, uh, do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his uh, word. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you, in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. The Bible doesn't explicitly mention that each one of us has a guardian angel. Some people think that this might be the case. The Bible says, in heaven not their angel, but their angels. Their angels, plural. Their angels. Have you ever thought of the fact that the angels are our angels? The Bible doesn't frequently speak of them like that, but it does in Matthew uh, chapter 18. Their angels in plural, do always behold the face of my Father who is uh, in heaven. And Paul was able to say in Philippians chapter 1, he said, I want you to understand, my dear brothers and sisters in Philippi, that the things which have happened unto me have fallen out rather for the furtherance of the gospel, for the advance of uh, the gospel, for the progress of the gospel, for the growth of uh, God's kingdom. Don't be afraid, Joseph said to his brothers after Jacob had died. I am not in the place of God. You thought evil against me. God meant it. God meant it for good. 
to bring to pass what is now a reality, to bring to pass that which now is, to bring to pass as it is in this day, to save much people alive. The apple of God's eye has not been touched yet. No one knocked our God's eye out, and he's half blind. He knows how to keep his eye, and he knows how to keep his children. This is his promise. This is the value, this is the worth with which he regards his children. He holds them dear in the most special way. And if he so loves us, should we not love him also? If we are so dear to him, how dear is he? How dear is he to us? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, because you are the one who knows the length and breadth of the city. You are the one who says that though there be much people and cattle and no walls, yet they will dwell safely because I will be a wall of fire unto them. And he that touches you touches the apple of my eye. The pearl of great price, the treasure in the field, the excellent of the earth. With such words have you spoken of your children. And with you, we do not have words that are high-sounding, but empty. For that which you say, you also do. We thank you for all that you have done to keep your children. We pray that you would help us to rest upon your promises, to trust in all that you have said, to know that, whatever the situation may be, whatever the place or time, that you will keep your children as the apple of your eye. We thank you, Lord, for your watchful care and your keeping power, for your love, which we do not in any way deserve. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to think of you with the love which you deserve, to hold you, you and your cause, your word and your glory, dear in our eyes, to keep that which you have committed unto us, since we know that you will keep that which we have committed unto you. We pray that you would help us to be faithful unto you and to show forth your praises, your truth, in this 
dark and sinful world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.